the word of God is quick and powerful, right? The word of God is living and active. What, my God, what would we be without the word of God? What would we do? Where would we go? What would we do in our lives as a Christian if God did not give us his word? Huh? We would not know what to do. Amen? So everything that we do, we have to gather it from the word of God. Not from, that's why we don't, when I talk to folks, I always say, I'm not going to give you my opinion because I know you got one too. Hello? So we're not going to get anywhere. And you increase the numbers and then all we have is just different perspective. So let's go to the word of God, but then let's do this when you go to the word of God. Do this with me when you go to the word of God. The word of God is the word of God. And we have to void our perspectives when it comes on to the word of God. We have to get rid of what we have been taught historically, you know, the things that we have suffered. Because you can look through the word of God and it can be tainted with our biases. And we can't get what God is actually saying because we are so involved in it. And that's why we have so many religious um, uh, belief systems out there. Because people are trying to change it to their own convenience. And even within the Christian faith, we have so many uh, denominations, so many disagreements. And most of the things that we disagree on are five-year-old things. Like they're, very, they're very straightforward from the Word of God. And yet there's so, so much... Um, arguments about what is so clearly spoken of in scripture. Amen? So we're reading from uh, Matthew 6 and verses 31. And this goes, you know, I, I want even the young people, I, I, don't, I, I don't think we should take a long time to get the word of God and to get up to the standard of the word of God. I like it. Um, you know, give, give, if you're giving the word of God to me at 10, years old, give me the word of God and give it to me straight. And don't, don't make it a 10-year-old gospel. Don't do that with me. I hope, that, I hope there are people that are here that are not saying, I am 18 years old, I am 15 years old. Give me time. Don't give me the measure of the word like it is in scripture. Allow me to take my time and adjust into it. Well, this is not how the gospel is preached. So if you're, if you're five or 10, we're going to give it to you the one word of God. Take it or leave it. Period. Hello? That is it. Verses 31 of Matthew 6. Help me, Holy Ghost, to make a point to your people this morning. Huh! Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after these things the Gentiles seek. Oh, my Father in heaven. Isn't that what we Gentiles do before we come to Jesus Christ? Go after the material things. That is all we do. And know that we come to Jesus Christ and he's speaking something to us that we should receive the very first time. Huh. Thank God for mercy and grace and he give us time. But guys, sooner or later, this thing must be added to you. Sooner or later and rather sooner. So he's saying... Do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. You see, the focus. Um, God's perspective in regards to a human being that plops out of a womb and come on this earth. Hello. And the minute that you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, you're supposed to change your focus. 
from the material world and seek God wholeheartedly, period. Huh! Doesn't matter which relationship you have with your mom, your dad, don't matter which country you're from and how deep. Huh! You're connected there. He's saying, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, period. No ambition. I don't care how gifted you are to go to college. Huh! What you can go study and accomplish. God is saying, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all of his righteousness, period. That there's a period. And we, have, we the body of Christ, are like, um, in this regard, what we did, I mean, when I was growing up and we killed chickens, you know what we do? We put the, the pot. I didn't cut the chicken head because I didn't like killing it. I couldn't deal with it. My brother would, would um, take off the chicken head. But they would get a uh, pot and, and, or, or something and put over the chicken body and then boop and cut the head off. Hello? And this is kind of how frazzled we read our Bibles. Without the head connected to the body. It's not making sense. So scriptures like this, we're having a hard time with it. Hello? And we're going home and trying to look for a cozy spot to, um, to find where we can worship God with a little bit of comfort in the, um, in, the, in the world. And that's what we do. But guys, remember, all of us, there's only one word of God given to everybody. All of us. I don't get to be 90% in or 60% in and then God asks someone else to be 20% in is one recommendation for each and every individual that come to Jesus Christ to seek you for the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. And then the other things that we think that we need, that we should put before him, he's going to give them to us when we have that single-minded focus. Hello. Now, the reason why we don't have, like we're talking about revival, we're getting there, right? In this church, I, 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 would you guys agree we're getting there? It's taking work, hello? And God has to be like hammering this thing like very consistently for people to come up to this level. It ha I mean, we have been preaching on this. In, in, to get to the point where God is going to release revival. Huh! Release his presence. Remember, he's never going to do a new math. Hello? And then make it that much so easy. He's never going to lower the standard huh! of what it takes to anoint a man, a woman. To put his power on us. He will never make it easier. So we are just kind of like wasting time with our lives if we think that God is going to make it easier. He will wait on the next generation. And this is very evident when we read about the children of Israel. Because they did not, they did not become and they were not the people that he had called them to be when they were being transitioned into the promise. So God says, I got more time than them. Let me leave them there. They're all going to die. Huh! But in the meantime, I'm going to use their kids and take them into the promised land. Is it that we want to do that? The Bible said that the Bible is there as our examples. It's there as our example that we might learn. That even though he loved them huh, and put them on eagle's wing and lift them out of Egypt, they, they died right in the desert there, complaining and mourning. They never became the people that they could have become had they had faith in God. And now, the Gentiles, huh, we cocky Gentiles in North America especially, hello? We that think that we have better relationship with um, Jesus Christ than the Jewish nation. We literally, we thought that all of what he did was for us. So we come before him with pure attitude. We are ungrateful. Hello. And now we are, we are spoiled. Would you admit that we are spoiled in the North American churches? We are spoiled. Yeah. And God is cleaning up the up cleaning us up now 
no more of the, the, the lukewarm state. Seek ye first. Hello. First. That means every day that you get up out of your life. I don't care what you're pursuing in life. And who told you that it was more important than God. You are in error. Biblically speaking, you are in error. If anything ever supersedes God in your life and steals that focus and that attention from him, you are in error. I don't care if you are called to be a lawyer, a doctor, or what measure of study it takes for you to accomplish that thing. If you go through that training for 10 years, your focus must be God more than that thing, period. That's it. That, that's what we have called. Because he's basically saying to you, I don't care what you accomplish with that 10-year course. Hello, I can do it anyway. So never take your, 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 your focus um, off of God, Francesca. Never. And that's what you did for a moment there. And the Lord brought you back into alignment. Because he was the one that was moving the other, the other things anyway. Guys, revival. Revival. Ha! Some of us think we're just going to course into revival. Easy street. And the anointing of God is going to flow. No. He's going to demand something from us. He's going to demand. Ha! Is there anyone in here that would agree with me that Jesus Christ is demanding that when he, when he said, I want everything, he wants everything, body, soul, and spirit. Huh? And the Father is demanding. Huh? That's why he allowed Jesus to be nailed onto the cross. He took everything from him. And he's going to take everything from us. It's not an easy walk, and it's a beautiful walk. And many are trying to negotiate with God. Huh? Many are trying to negotiate with God rather than have faith in him. Hello? Yeah! Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 13, guys. The word of God is living and active. Ha! And sharper than a two-edged sword. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit. The soul and the spirit. Ha! Who want that word? That is bigger than mine. Who want that word? My God. God is going to stretch some of us so much. And I'm telling you, you're going to love it. He's going to stretch you in your prayer when he said, get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and pray. Ha! And you're going to get up. We're all going to get up and do it. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all of his righteousness. Matthew 13 and verses 44. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like, is like treasure hidden in a field which which a man found and hid and for joy over it he goes and sell all that he has and buy that field again the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid you know we have to break down this to some christians now because we found this treasure and we did not know the value of what we found so we did not make the transaction in the part B. What the, what, what is, after you find this and you see the value, what is the part B saying? Which a man found and hid. And for joy, and for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. That's what happens when you, when you um, find God. You trade out everything for him. You, you give up everything and begin to invest in this, ha! in this kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. And somehow, the people in the pews here, we don't get that. We don't understand. 
the investment that God is saying because we don't, we don't see the value. We need to go back and read the conditions of the covenant and see that everything that you're worried about, which we read in the previous chapter, uh, scripture, has been accounted for when you find Jesus Christ. We need to go, come back and see the financial benefits. That does not mean that God is... I'm not preaching no prosperity gospel now, guys. Right? That does not mean that God is going to make everybody rich. Right? But yet, we have received in this covenant, in this agreement, in this transaction, everything for life and godliness. And that does not mean that God will tell you, stay home and don't go to work. Don't pursue your business either. And we have gone through this already. But this position where a huge part of the body of Christ is occupying, like we said the other day, a position that threads the line, that threads the line. And it's a back and forth in the world and in Christ. One week we're in Christ and the next week we're back there. Because of the different voices that are influences that we're allowing to distract us from God. Now that there is a recipe for a cake to come out looking like it did when you, when you put it in the oven. Unbaked. Raw. And what it will drain your faith. Hello? If you stay in this position for a long time, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to be discouraged. The Bible said that hope deferred make it the heart sick. So really what you want to do is get with God and stay with God and begin to enjoy the miracles. Begin to enjoy the oh, anointing and presence of God in your life in the different areas that you might grow from what? The scripture says from strength to strength. You're always going to be encouraged. You're always going to have it to give and to share. But if you do the double-minded thing, you can be a, Christians for, a Christian for 20 years, which is an awful lot of time. And because you were one foot in and one foot out, not fully committed, the power of God was not on your life. You don't have any testimony. You don't have any fruits. You're discouraged. And we, want, we don't want to cultivate. You can cultivate an atmosphere of, like that right here. And we can stay stagnant for a long time. So you have to have a, a mentality, guys, that... I was telling somebody in this church the other day, I said, he was telling me he had a rough day. And it was about the third time he's telling me that he had a rough day. And, and I was like, did you command your day? Did you command your day? Did you wake up this morning and go to the word of God and found a few scriptures huh, that said that this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And that I can do all things through Christ who, has, who strengthens me. Did you command your day? Did you tell your midday that when I get to you, huh, I'm going to mean God big? Huh? I said, you did not command your day, and you're not commanding your day. Therefore, another being, huh, another being is commanding your day, huh, commanding your mood, huh, commanding your body, huh, commanding pain in your body. Because you don't assert yourself as a child of God huh, and speak to your day. By the authority that has been given to you, Christ. And God is, God is never going to come down and do that for you. Ha! We have, we have too, many, too much in between in our faith. Too much in between. And it's called lack of faith. And you don't have to speak the word out of your mouth when you're in those in-betweens, you know. No. 
The murmuring is in the mind. Ha! The murmuring is in the heart. Ha! God don't listen to the mouth of man. He look on the inside and knows what your thought is. He responds to us like that. So God is looking for what? God is looking for a militant, mentally. The mind of Christ has to be captured in your Christian experience. If you're going to dominate, you must allow the same mind that was in Christ Jesus. And that's what I'm talking to people about when they come to me these days. I can say, I, it's very easy. I'm diagnosing like a doctor now. I've been doing this a little bit. I say, I can see that the mind of Christ is no, it's not in your experience. You're entertaining devils. Ha! Hello. Because you know what the hindrance is? The hin whole wretched man am I, I am, Paul said. The hindrance is this body of mind. Ha! This body of mind that we don't want to put on the altar. It's hindering our spirit from coming to that revelation and that position. And that strength. Ha! Fear about money. I say, if you, listen, if, if the devil is tormenting you with fear of uh, money, why don't you take a thousand dollars and burn it? Burn it a hundred dollars at a time. I say, you fear, die! Do whatever it takes to kill that fear. Or the devil is going to keep you in a prison, a prison for the rest of your life. This is how you preach a 10-year-old. Oh, we'll, we'll talk. Maybe next year we'll start preaching to um, adults. But this is very comical and remedial. And some people say he's harsh. Oh, don't you see that the, the power of God has not fallen as yet? Why? Why? Because he's saying there's another level to come up to. That's why it has not come. Oh, we're not waiting on him. He's waiting on us to mature. Oh, and to start seeking the kingdom of God wholeheartedly. And to put that body under. And speak to that body. And speak to that mind. When that devil is speaking to that mind, huh, you better police that place with a gun. Yeah. I hope you guys love this type of preaching. I hope you're enjoying it. Huh. I hope it, you're saying some people are offended. Huh. But I know the ones that have Christ inside of them, you cannot be offended. At his word, you cannot be. You have to go back and look in the mirror. Huh. And hit yourself in the forehead. And say, you... No longer you body, are you going to defeat me? Ha! You're not, this body here will not defeat God in me. And you assert mightily, ha! God Almighty, give me might in my mind, ha! That I can go on that cross and be nailed there like you did. And tell that body to take whips on the back, ha! And don't cry and don't turn back. Hello? I'm telling you, if we do anything like that, God can only bless us so much because there will be something else that the devil can use against us. Yeah. Quick maturity, guys. Quick maturity. Ha! Have a mindset that, Paul, you ain't got nothing on me. If you can discipline yourself like that, I can do it. And I can serve God with that level. I'm mature quick, guys. Mature quick. I'm dealing with some of you rough on purpose. Hello? And I'm telling God, I say, Lord, I have to do it. I have to do it. They have to take a... Listen, you can't, go, you can't win the championship game huh, until you, you suffer some broken leg or something like that, guys. So if you get punched in the face, you know, just thank God you didn't lose your eye. Hello? This thing is fun, guys. But my... Guys, I'm telling you, I'm waiting on the power. I was, um, you know, in this new thing that we're doing. We're outside evangelizing people. Ha! 
I was talking to a um, guy in a wheelchair. And I just, my God Almighty, I, I said, the Lord convinced me he didn't want to do it there. He wanted to do it somewhere else. Ha! He convinced me. But I felt the power of God. I couldn't move in the flesh, guys. I couldn't even do what Jesus did when he turned the water into wine. Ha! He just says, not yet time. But my God, I wanted that guy to get up. Jesus did these things, guys. And he said the same works that he did, we will do. So when, I'm, I don't sleep really um, easy, guys. It's a, even when I rest, it's aggressive when I sleep. Oh! My wife will tell you. Yeah. This thing in my lifetime, it has to come out. Oh! It has to come out of the cosmos. I hope you know, your body, your mind, the mind of Christ is a dangerous thing. It's a, if a man can have the mind, I'm not saying that I have the mind of Christ. I wish I can go there. I'm trying to pull by God's grace. By the, he's trying to get, us, get our attention to offer our body a living sacrifice. To go in the oven and, and love the roasting in there. Ha! I love the killing that happens in there. He's looking for a man. And some of the men are crying. Ha! He's looking for a man to stick in the oven. Ha! And we are coming out. Wah! Wah! He's looking for men. And women, because somebody woman, you can take the burn. You can take the burn. And you can walk with the anointing that was on Catherine Coleman. Ha! The whole of London is waiting on us. All of London is waiting on us. Ha! Who is going to make a special delivery to them one day? Huh? Because when, when we begin to compel by God's grace, we got God's attention. Hello. And he... He commit his power. Do you know God? He already promised us the power is coming, guys. The power is coming. Ha! And a few people coming out of wheelchairs down here. Ha! And the stupid football game that they have down there, nobody will be down there. Ha! Nobody will be there looking at that. Ha! Oh, thank you, Lord. The gospel of the kingdom. Matthew 4, 23. Ha! Hey, we're calling people up. We're calling people up. Listen, some of you that are, are crying, I'm telling you now, there are folks in here that are crying. You're bawling. Women, take it easy on you. But some guys, we have very few guys here. You know why the guys are not here? Ha! Huh? They're out running down girls. That's why they're not in the church of Jesus Christ. They can't put this body under. The devil, ha! They're out prostituting themselves. Huh! The devil. That's why we can't find the men in the church. And God know, in many, many times the Lord has to use the women. Huh! You wonder why the men are not here. They don't want to fight. They're laying down and taking it. Huh! Chickens. And sometimes even in the pews, the ones that are here are not. The ones that are here, they're not even here. I'm telling you, guys, this is all words, words, words. Huh. If it was if it was in David's day when we were battling, oh, oh, I mean, we would even put you on the battlefield. We'd kill you ourselves. No kidding. Yeah. You wonder how I said that? Yeah. We wouldn't even put some of, some of you on the battlefield. To do what? You wouldn't even make it with a, with a bucket of water for us before we die. So chicken.
Yeah. The gospel of Jesus Christ that none of you ever heard. Challenge me on this. Who have the balls? We're looking for men and women. Yeah. And guys, I have, I'm back and forth and I've been back and forth even now for some of us. Years, years. I've been back and forth with some of us. I know your position. And God is having none of it. None. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Either you dump everything that you have in Christ or you're going to be discouraged every other week, every other day, every other month. You're going to be discouraged. It does not work with double-mindedness. It does not work with half-commitment. You can't have nothing when you step up to the plow. You can't look back. Huh! You, will be, you will not be worthy of him. Huh! And some of us are hanging on to different things that we want to do down here. Convenient to the soul. And then want to come and argue with the word of God. Not under my watch. We can recommend you to a few other church. You will never find that here, guys. No. I know. Huh! And I'm not even there. I'm not even there. I have not attained to those levels in God. We would have had the revival already, guys. Had we matured to that level, God would have met us here with signs, wonders, and miracles. Thank God we're still a young church. But I'm not, I'm not blind to the debt that is in the churches around us. I'm not blind to it. I would be mad to come and cultivate another environment like this. Amen? Matthew 6. Let's skip that one. Go to Matthew 6. And verses 24. Hey, I know I, you know, I said, Lord, why, what is this today? Huh, you're setting me up, oh Lord. You're, that's why um, Francesca was here, guys. That, this is why Francesca was here. Hello. To, to really give it a kiss from the Lord. Huh. I hope you received it. Because this was coming, guys. Matthew 6 and verses 24. Huh. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. It has to be one, one, no middle ground. For those of you who got a, um, a little bit of breakthrough, and then some of you got the breakthrough, you know what you did? I know. You camp out in the middle ground. You didn't go up to the high calling. You're not pursuing anymore because you got delivered. Huh! You go, this is all I needed. But no, you don't want to put your body on the altar for the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And no, if you camp out there, the devil comes there also. There's only one level that you are where the devil can't touch you. You have to be embedded in him. You and him have to be one. It's at that place huh! that you're untouchable. James, let's go to the book of James. James 1 and verses 8. Actually, let's read from verses 1. From verse, yeah, 1. James, a servant, a, James, a bond servant of God and, a, and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. Greetings. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into 
various trials. See that? The Bible is saying to count it all joy when you fall into various trials. That means God is allowing these trials, these trials to come your way. They play a reason in your promotion, in your growth. Huh. Okay, so when we begin to see trials, we are supposed to count it joy. That's what the Bible is saying. It was not supposed to defeat our faith huh. and call us, cause us to do what? What, was it, what were the children of Israel wanting to do? Run back to, to um, Egypt, right? They remember what? Cucumbers? Cucumbers. Just because of a little bit of, you know, resistance on the way. All of a sudden, the cucumbers were sweet. They were bitter like gall, guys, when they were there. But now that they were in the desert, they were sweet. Their taste adjusted in the desert. And they convinced their mind, back there was better. When the challenges here are supposed to make you into a man of God. We must love the process. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and, in, and complete, lacking nothing. See that? This is a biblical process that is actually happening, and we should accommodate it. Don't just uh, accommodate the nice friends that come over your house, but accommodate the ones that will come and give you the word of God and tell you the truth. And he goes, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. God will give you the wisdom in that, in that process that you're going through, that you might understand that there is a reason why, why he has you there. But let him ask in faith, verse 6, but let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts, actually let's go back to number 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. And that is the, that there, I mean, God allows certain levels of mercy and grace in the beginning. But when you want when you want something like a revival, when you want something like a, an anointing to come on your life, okay, that there's a different conversation that you're going to have with God. I'm not saying that God will not show you mercy, hello, and that you might do things exactly the opposite of how God wants you to do it, and he still reach out and pull you in, okay? But we are here asking God for an uncommon thing, and it's going to take a level of maturity. It's at that level. That beautiful lady there, Sienna, that came to the Lord on Wednesday, you know, the Holy Spirit will give her a little bit of understanding as to, what, as to the, the intensity because God is going to now, you know, deal with her at a very tender level. But there are others of us here, unless you hear it like this, and I know some of you guys, unless you hear it like this, you ain't changing. You'll be wasting your time. If, the, if a guy like um, Joel Austin come in here and speaking to you, he would have it would be wasted energy, wasted time. We're, we're, you need directness right in your face. 
get the word of God, understand what you need to do, then begin to be on your way in doing that thing. You have to be able to see your growth and your transformation day to day, week to week, month to month. If you're looking and you're seeing the same habits and the same mindset, you need to go into um, prayer. You need to go into fasting and ask God, why are you stuck there? Double-mindedness, guys. Now that takes me right to pretty much the end, which is the Great Commission. I want to go to Mark 16. And it, 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 we're right here based on what we discussed on Wednesday. Matthew 16, 14. It says, Later he appeared to the eleven, to the eleven as they sat at the table, and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes, believes and is baptized will be saved. This is something that we need to focus on, guys. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. And these signs will follow those who believe. And these signs will follow those who believe. Uh-huh. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. I'm telling you, the doubters, they ain't doing nothing like this. This is why my talk is so big now. Because they're not doing the miracles. These signs will follow those who believe. They will take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. These signs will follow those who believe, period. And this is the evidence and the confirmation that God is going to bring to those that are hearing our very words. So guys, when we mature, when we get over this blob of flesh that profit nothing, and truly center our attention and focus on kingdom business, at that day, guess what will happen now? There's an anointing that comes from God. Ha! It call, it's called a hear ye him anointing. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. At that moment, guys, you will begin to see trickets of the supernatural come through your, your hand and your mouth. Ha! Hello? This is my, my son in whom I am well pleased. At that time now, it's another conversation because you're empowered. Whichever area that God has called you to, people will not only hear words, miracles will begin to happen. And it will begin to increase. And Jesus said, the same works that I do, we will do. Because he goes to the Father. And even greater works. So this is why I'm preaching like this, guys. This is why I'm preaching like this. Because until the Lord begins to do that, those kind of miracles, compelling supernatural things, we have not produced what he has spoken of in Scripture. That, 
at the end of the day until those compelling signs, wonders, and miracles that pull souls into the kingdom and the kingdom of heaven expands on the earth, which is what we have been called to do. We are just sitting in the pews. Hello. And that's why on Wednesday, we, had, we did a teaching on Wednesday, and the Lord invited us to select whoever in the church is ready to do this work, to go on the street and to begin to bring the, the loss in. And we're going to preach, by God's grace, over the four, next four months, we're going to preach to a minimum of 5,000 people here in London. Minimum of 5,000 people in London. Let me tell you something. Guys, if we really had this number of congregation here, and every single member here was, was single-minded towards God, I'm telling you, we could multiply and preach to every single, except we couldn't get into certain places. But God can put us there. We literally could evangelize this city here. And if we really embrace, like they did, the book of Acts, we could preach to all of this, this city of London with signs, wonders, and miracles. And not only would it captivate London, but it would the rest of Canada. Huh! It's this level of intensity that God is looking for a few people to find, that we might go and do this. 20 people, or whoever wants to, Join this move here. Over the next four months, 20, 25, 30 individuals for the first month, speaking to five people per week. Huh. And we're going to meet the target. We're going to set goals in, in this ministry here, and we're going to go wild. Myself and Pastor Kim, we already hit the street. We already, in two days, we did over 30. Huh. In two days. We're doing extra for the people that are not doing enough to make up for you at the end of the day. We're taking this gospel to the street, and either I'm a madman because what I read, I misinterpreted. I don't understand the English language. Or God is going to do what he says, period. One of the two things. Or he's going to tell me where it is that I need to um, adjust. And I'm not accommodating something from his word that I might align, that I might fully might embody what God wants me to do and go and win the loss. Huh. Do you, did you guys hear that, guys? Listen. Again, and go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes, believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. He who does not believe will be condemned. Mean that person will reside in the lake of fire for all of eternity. They are waiting on us to manifest the kingdom. You see why, we, why this thing is so serious to me now? They are waiting on us. Huh! At the heart of all of this. Like I said all the time. I say all the time. It's love, love, love. We have to seek the lost. We have to save them. And let me tell you, the exchanges that we're having outside, it's beautiful. The people are waiting. Don't get turned off by one individual. I was cheering, oh, I met this guy about over a month ago and I was trying to evangelize him. And the guy was like very rude, very rude to me, disrespectful. And um, I saw him about two weeks after. And I, we just kind of made eye contact. He went his way, I went my way. After we preached here on Wednesday and we went out Wednesday morning, guess who I saw? The guy, and let me tell you something. He's looking at me. I'm looking at him. And this time, the guy opened up like this. 
He promised to come to church. Keep my wife, he was giggling and laughing with us. You know why? I was not offended. I'm not offended, guys. You, it, let me tell you, if you're offended, let me tell you all that means. You're not dead. Because your spirit cannot be offended. It's your soul. And the Bible said too, in Romans 12, 1 and 2, you need to go back on that scripture and ask God to reveal what that means to put the body under. If you're easily offended and easily insulted because somebody don't take your flyer, I hope you know this is the fear and the dread that the belief system of this world has placed in the Christian. And we're scared to go out and evangelize. Scared to go lay hands on people. Amen? We have some flyers that, um, if you were not here on Wednesday, join this movement if you're not here on Wednesday. Oh! And if you're a chicken, come for prayer and we'll pray and God will give you some uh, anointing to put some strength inside you that you might go talk to people. Because I'm telling you, you talk to people about everything. If you need directions, you talk to them. But when it comes on to Jesus, all of a sudden, that name, we don't want, we don't want to announce to them. Five people per week for the next four months. After, the, after that, we might raise the ante. Huh! And take it into um, St. Thomas and, um, and Kamoka too. Yeah. Guys, let me tell you something. Uh, this book here, and I'm wrapping, it, I'm wrapping it up now. This book here, and what I read in there, and the understanding that it brings to me, I am putting a demand on that thing. Ha! I am putting a demand on that thing, and I'm not stopping by faith to believe this Bible here. Oh, God Almighty. I'm not going to stop believe this Bible here and beg God mercy and grace, hello, until the floodgates open. That's why you see, do you, I don't know if you guys saw 11-11. I saw every number. You guys probably, only two numbers I saw on there, 11-11 on the screen. I don't know the rest. Huh! Because that number God has been showing us. Because it's the minute before midnight. Huh! And God is going to do what he has said. But faith without works is dead, guys. We can't do what is convenient. This is very convenient because everybody in here is, is um, friendly to you. Hello? But when you need to go outside and say hello to someone, no. Let me see if God, Christ is on the inside. If he's inside of you, that means the spirit of boldness is on, you, is, is on you. And if you can't do it, then you don't have the spirit of boldness as yet. And you need to ask God for the spirit of boldness. That you might go preach Christ's gospel and save the lost. Hello? We're not going to live among the people and then allow the folks to go to, to, go to hell. Amen? Oh, thank you, Lord. Father, we give you praise this morning in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you for your word, oh Lord. And we just pray grace and an anointing as we go this week to save the people in this London. We pray your power would flow through us huh! with signs, wonders, and miracles, oh Lord God Almighty. Huh! And we thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.